0: Om Bhadram Karnebi Srinama Dabaha Bhadram Pashama Akshabi Jatraha Siroir Angoist Tushubhag Nushan Tanubir Bhashama Dabhitam May we hear with our ears what is auspicious. May we see with our eyes what is auspicious. May we have a firm body and mind. May we live a life dedicated to Divine. Om Shantihi Shantihi peace, peace, peace. Friends, I shall introduce this Swami later. The Swami has requested me to speak for 15 minutes. part to hear me how I talk, and part to to lessen his level. <laughs> but anyhow. Uh, I shall take only one idea of Sri Ramakrishna. Sri Ramakrishna used to say while defining man manush the man a little punny is there man, manush means man is one who is awakened so in Vivekananda made it a special plank of his preaching that for everything the major thing is to know one's own real nature Different levels of identification we have. But ultimately we must be appreciating the basic nature of man. That makes it spiritual. The basic nature of man will be the ultimate nature, and ultimate nature is all the time there. That which was in the past, that which is in the present, and that which will be in the future. That is called reality. Today real, tomorrow real, we don't call that reality. So Vivekananda's thrust was to be aware of this real reality behind us. So he defined education as the manifestation of the perfection already in man. That is man by nature is perfect. Now what mundane, nothing can be perfect. Everything is fraught with defects. Again, he defined Vivekananda: religion is the manifestation, the divinity in man. The so perfection, divinity, actually, is ultimately one. If there is only one reality, which is ever abiding, which is never perishes, that is divine nature, per- perfect. And how to bring in that divinity? in our nature, is the ultimate goal of life and also it should be manifested in day-to-day life. That word, one word from his said, building up the character. A man's character will be known, how much of the spirituality that is inherent in him, he is able to manifest. So, building up the character is the most important thing for many society, that is, householders, and men who are announcing, you don't see it. So Vivekananda once defined Indian culture with two words. Somebody asked, we said, pravritti and nivritti. Pravritti means who plan things and work for fulfillment of desires and for the service of the country or nation or the society, and of course, at the same time, progressing in spiritual life. Whereas Nivritti is withdrawing from everything as far as possible and stage which go towards. One is the path of renunciation, another is the path of success, pro- prosperity, etc. in life. So both are valid ideals. In his book on East and West, Prachya and in the original, There is the original book he wrote. Many of his books are his talks only. There he said, we have always confused between dharma and moksha. Moksha is ultimate realization, the divine nature of man. But dharma is succeeding in life, though spiritually also is manifested. But major thrust is the thrust of a householder who will have to protect the society protect his family, and provide for other people, if necessary, with fighting. Anyhow, <clears throat> Mahatma Gandhi, when India was being independent, he once state, gave a big, famous statement, that for the ruling of the country, I would not have searched for brilliant men. Brilliant men can be always hired, but I will ask for men of character The people who can be trusted were good men so they will not try to prosper at the expense of the community of men now that is a very fine distinction he made and the first generation of administrators were all dedicated congressites their major job was to go to jail and come out so they never expected that they will come to rule the country. Of course, because of that, probably they were in a hurry to compromise and accept and partition, etc. But anyhow, so they are more or less a higher caliber of people. Gradually, of course, power corrupts, as they call it. Gradually, India is as good or as bad as America in election and other areas. Anyhow, but what this stress was, We want men of character, men of character. Now, character, how character is indicated? So in Vivekananda's first condition was, of course, awareness of the spiritual entity behind us, but its manifestation is purity. Sri Ramakrishna's life represents purity. He was purity incarnate purity incarnate. His whole life was absolutely pure, you can say. Even his body, as it were, were made of what is called Shuddha, Sattva, purity. Now, purity in society is essential so that it's for individual it is more essential but for society also it must be there. Unless the social dealings are based on love and understanding and non-exploitation, social relationship can never be really beneficial to the people. Some benefit, of course, will be there, but not enough. So purity in dealings, purity in living the life, that must be spontaneous. Moral theorists brought the idea that morality is that. morality that means you give up your self-interest for somebody else. That is called morality. Philanthropy is that. They said there must be a struggle involved. This is truth. This is untruth. I choose for the truth. So you are a moral man. But struggle should be involved. But Swamiji Saip Vivekananda said, no. The man who is established in truth unconsciously he will behave truth. No conflict involved. No conflict involved. Sri Ramakrishna took art and rupee in his hand and said, this earth, this is rupee, both are uh, necessary for the world of life. But they don't allow, help you to realize God. So, mind, they are useless. So, saying, it threw away. Later, his whole system accepted it. So, Vivekananda defined education again. Education is the nervous association of ideas. Ideas are there, but they have been accepted by the entire body, as it were, entire system. So, in later days, when Sri Ramakrishna was tested by Narendra Nath, Vivekananda, others, Vivekananda, just to test Sri Ramakrishna Krishna, put coins under his mattress. Sri Ramakrishna came from outside, said that jumped up. He did not know what it is. Then after some time came back, again said again jumped up. As if a scorpion has bitten him. Of course, Narendra Nath felt guilty and removed it. Then he came as normal. That is, the entire system has accepted this idea of renunciation of gold and wealth. So that is, education is the nervous association of ideas. The ideas should be sought, absorbed, become part of the life of the man, then no forethought is necessary. That means he has transcended the moral standard. If moral standard means there should be a conflict, is beyond conflict, above conflict. He is spontaneous. Sri Ramakrishna said, one who can hold on to truth will realize ultimate truth also. Anyhow, it is or should be automatic, spontaneous. That is the important idea. We are often moral because of social pressure or social expectation. The society expects you to behave like this. So you try to do it. Try to do it. A man may be drunk, drunkard, but when a child is born, he tries to give up drinking because he did not want his child to grow up with this. He knows it is a bad thing. No, knows it is a bad thing, but he could. Who doing the normal society? Half of which will accept him; other who will hide, of course. Mm. There is a famous saying: "Hypocrisy is a homage." Paid by virtue to vice. Paid by vice to virtue. Vice knows virtue is better than me. That's why he poses as if he is virtuous. Really he is full of vice, but he poses that he is virtuous. That means the indirect recognition is there. or Swami Madhavananda, who became later General Secretary, President, he had an interesting story he was going for some type of court cases or something to Patna from Kolkata. And on the way, his bag was stolen. So, the thief was caught, came to the court, and he admitted that twenty years I am stealing, I never caught. <laughs> but this time, I, because I stole from a sadhu, I am. He caught. And Madhavaji used to say whole life that, that even a thief has the idea what is good and what is bad that sadhu ought not to be robbed. So that means basically we understand what is good how much we practice is a question. So in Vivekananda idea no struggle involved. Automatically, spontaneously, basically he acts in the right way. That is called the building up of real character. Other character also in society, it is there, different levels of character, but there is the ideal stage. Sri Ramakrishna stood for it, the strove to bring it into society as far as possible, and of course, for us, it is an ideal to be emulated, and that is one of the major contributions of Sri Ramakrishna, taught by his own life. Thank you. Now, I shall introduce the Swami. Last few days, our nuns and monks are right and left utilizing morning, evening, morning, evening. As a result, poor man, has, he lost his voice. <laughs> eh? But of course, they protest, no, no. Even after not agreeing to lecture, he talked. But anyhow. So, but he has not public lectures, he has not given much. So we thought that one public lecture should be there. Swami, technically, is a senior to me. Though junior in age, because I went on studying, studying, became late. And he was quite young when he joined. And last few days he was telling about Swami Bhaskara a disciple of mahapurush Maharaj, who founded the centre in Nagpur, pioneering work. And whole life he was there. Probably in his talk, ultimately a little will come. Though he has exhausted probably last few days. Anyhow, so we have not given him a particular topic. So hope that is more difficult to talk. What to talk is the question. So let us hope that he will give something, if possible, philosophy or not, something about his own center a little, what his works. I am told he has thirty-eight people became monks under him. The Puna Centre was started under him and he was in Nagpur for many years. Then when they started the Puna Centre he was sent there as a head. And 38 people total joined. And right now he has got 24 people under him. Anyhow, so that is a great credit in one sense. So let us hope a little of that, how much he can push in 45 minutes, I don't know. So let us hear Swami Bhavumanandaji. He was a disciple, is a disciple of Swami Virajanandaji uh, in the 40s and 50s. Well, these are the two places he practically le- lived his life. Now let us hear him, Swami Bhavumanandaji. Head of Puna Center
1: Jananim Saradam Devi Ramakrishnam Jagadguru Padme Tayo Shritva Pranamami Mohuru
0: you have to I'm audible.
2: Yes,
1: you, yes. Janine, Sharadam, Devi. Ramakrishnam Jagat Kurum, Padapadme Tayo Shritva, Pranamami Mohurmo, Namasri Atirajaya, Vivekananda Sūraye Sachit Satchit Sukhasarupaya, Swamini Tapaharani. Swamiji, <laughs> you've
0: managed to have too much time, why not talk about Sri Bhaskar's what start as you wanted to start? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, if you start philosophy, you'll become a philosopher. If you start no. telling stories, then stories will take over, <laughs> and yeah, you'll decide.
1: No, let me make a compromise between the two. <laughs> no. So, what I, uh, what I uh, speak, that may, you may take it as a talk, today's talk. <laughs> <coughs> So, uh, with salutations to the holy trio. As uh, as I am expected, or rather uh, asked uh, by Swamiji, Swami, Sohanandaji, Sw- I uh, will try to make something understood by you with, during, with my talk. <coughs> The Swamiji himself, by introducing, he gave some important points. The what is the lives? The two types of life he told: one pravritti and nirvritti. The same thing is called another way, abhyudaya and nishresha. In our life, so many things come. Then many times it happens naturally. Man is prone towards the abhyadada prosperity aspect or the pravritti. So, pravritti is very natural in ordinary men or common men, we can say. But how does it differentiate with a spiritual man or a monk's life and a household's life? There is a difference made there. So our ideal is to reach the ultimate goal, as you told uh, the, the main object of every uh, human being or is other is the, the, going to the ultimate goal, where no prosperity or anything sought there. But only the one goal which uh, which pervades everywhere, one thing which pervades everywhere, that thing is That is God, God realization or realization of the one own self, Atma Jnana or Brahma Jnana. Things. So man, when he begins, he finds so many you know, controversial things in his life, conflicts. So many details about the, everybody's conflicts come. Why these conflicts come? Because there are opposite attractions in person in a person. So compromising these things, it is not uh, 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 deleting the conflicting, Things is uh, not sorry easy for that. You have to have some ideal. Who, which ideal has been expressed in some personality, and to whom we expect as ideals, and whom we follow. Those two examples were given by Swamiji in his uh, address, introductory address. He said, "See, Ramakrishna." Was perfection in all types, which Swami Vivekananda wanted to see, and he tested him about what is told as Kamini and Kanjana. You find to test, say, Ramakrishna, so, uh, Swamiji uh, put a coin under his bed and uh, tested whether he actually feels or if actually he, what he says he acts or not. What we say and what we talk. Generally, in our life, we have no coherence in that thing. We talk one thing and do other thing. Mok Akkora this is in Bengali you have to what you think you must act accordingly. This is found missing in most of our life, and we try to compromise and we turn towards the, some type of compromise and we fail to understand the Main object of our life. This is what happens. So that is why these two ideals, Swamiji has told, the full perfection, etc., that is life that one has to attain and that is not easy. So, <coughs> uh, about this thing, Kamini Kanchantyat Thakur uh, uh, got, uh, he practiced it, taking earth and Pancha uh, is gold in one hand, and this is uh, uh, earth, this is gold, this is earth and this is gold. Uh, and that both are same, he threw in the Ganges. And this way he practiced it to perfection. So, uh, in that thing he perfected and showed to Vivekananda at that time that he is so much perfected. The, recently, this very <coughs> thing, this very action of his, being very, some people they uh, interpret this thing very jocularly or <laughs> immensely. Oh, the Ramakrishna Mission, Ramakrishna Murty are so prosperous and all these. Days, what is the secret of it? see, <coughs> this, this secret comes from the story. See, Ramakrishna, he talked, uh, held gold and mud in one place, and ultimately he threw all the gold there in the Ganges River. Now, these his chelas or, you know, they are now taking that gold up, and they are, uh, prosperity. That is why the Ramakrishna mission is so proper, prosperous, etc. This thing, of course, this is a joke, of course. But what, yeah. <laughs> what, what what, happens is actually, uh, in our life, the same thing happens also. Misunderstanding. What he taught was, gold and earth are equal to him. So, they taught that gold is earth. Gold is earth. So, we possess much of land and everything, we try our own, because that is gold. To sell those land at a gold price and make money. This is what most of the politicians do. This is how corruption, he thought about the corruption. This is what misunderstanding or wrong understanding things leads to such type of corruption or the degradation of human values. So, we should be very alert about this thing. Then, he asked me, to say something about Swami Bhaskaracharya, who was the pioneer, who done the pioneering work, as uh, uh, in connection with the ashram uh, or center built at uh, Nagpur. Well, automatically when I say about Nagpur ashram and Swami Bhaskaracharya, uh, I cannot avoid my own <laughs> own personality between that thing. So. Uh, that, of course, I think you'll want to know something about that also, as Swami indicated. In uh it was in 1942. The World War was World War was going, Second World War in full swing, and uh, as a student, I also used to take some uh, uh, parts in the freedom movement, those times. So, during that time, after my taking, uh, finishing my education, uh, our people wanted to put me to take some service and earn money for the family welfare, etc. So, one day, after trying Uh, with some efforts made by one of our uh, closely related friends. He was serving in the collectorate office and through his internal recommendation, I got an appointment without making any special effort. So it was, as I remember uh, correctly, it was the first of December 1942. The war was still going on, and the recruitment was very rampant to services. So, as a civil clerk, I was given a post. So, on the 1st of December, a very memorable day in my life, I started from home, with the blessings of my relation, etc., uh, to join the office. I thought I started, uh, most surely it was about 9 o'clock, and offices used to start at 10 o'clock. So I walked over to the office slowly and went to the office. They asked me, they gave me a paper that your appointment is here, you have to sign the letter of acceptance. (coughs) So my head began to reel. I was very Restless. What to do or not? So I was very unsteady. I sat quite some moment, looked here and there. After about one hour or so, without telling anybody, without signing, left, kept out of the office. And I straightway went to a student friend of mine, classmate of mine, and borrowed from him. 40 rupees, and purchased a ticket from my place to Nagpur. Instead of joining the office, I joined the Ramakrishna order at Nagpur. <laughs> 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 this is how the, my, the uh, change in my life came. They wanted me to lead a householder's life, getting a service, making uh, good jobs, etc., Of course, so many of our uh, my own classmates, etc., they afterwards become big, big officers. One of my classmates became uh, uh, secretary of some big department. So, uh, had I followed the same I also would have been some of the officers and doing so many things um, might be some other, even by uh, uh, canvassing votes etc, I would have been a minister, not a minister like <laughs> Swamiji. <laughs> like another minister in the political field. <laughs> so, I would have been reduced to that level. <laughs> so, it was God's will, Thakur's will, that how I came and this turn took place. That very important in my That gave full turn to my life, the whole thing. In the uh, Kathopanisha, the story comes. Two chances or two opportunities come to a man, and a man of courage, his courage, seeks one thing, the other, says the other thing. One seeks uh, prosperity, and the other seeks renunciation. Dura meta, shayascha, prayascha, munishrametaha, samashetaha. What is the
2: next?
1: Though Sam pariksha, some paritya, some paritya, viminati dhira, he makes discrimination who is a man of full courage, he has the courage to discrimination. And dhiro uh, abhi prayasat vurni te sayas and these two things are there. The man of courage, full courage and belief in, the, in his own ideal, he leaves aside the, the prosperity side, and he takes to sanya. This is the total meaning of that thing. So somehow or other, I reading all the shastras, etc. This type of little discrimination what I had that worked with my life, and that is how I came to a man of so many high character, as Swami told me, Swami Bhaskarishwarananda, who was the direct disciple of Swami Shivananda Maharaj. So, his dedication to Swami ji was so intense and so perfect in his, uh, in his life that he never dissuaded or he never <coughs> went away or uh, 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 he did not digress apart from the faith and uh, uh, faith he Uh, 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 the strength he got by sitting at his feet he never lost sight of that thing and from day one he started till the last uh, moment of his life Uh, he practiced this thing in his life and he succeeded Uh, one, some stories about this, about Swami uh, Bhaskaraswananda you people uh, expect to hear something from me, and some of uh, these stories I have told at uh, one or two um, occasions here. Uh, Swami Bhaskaracharya was very much beloved of Swami uh, Bhaskaracharya. So Shivananda so, Maharaj was very very much liked by Swami. Uh, Srivananda by Svaranda was very much uh, liked. So, uh, uh, he, uh, he kept close, watched, Watching eye on him, and uh, uh, when uh, he was uh, was a probationer at uh, Bhuneshwar Ashram. That, that time, I mean, the manager of present, uh, that time manager of uh, uh, that particular ashram, uh, he was working under him, and uh, sometime during that time. Uh, Mahapurush went to Bhuneshwar and uh, after seeing this Bhaskarishwaranda or Vipradas Maharaj as you are called, he saw him, he saw how he walked, how he talked, how he managed, the world, etc. And his uh, uh, capacity to uh, dive deep inside He used to, that time even, he used to meditate long times. those days. So, looking all to things, uh, uh, Sivanandaji Maharaj took a fancy in his mind, uh, I shall give him sannyas without going to the uh, Chaitanya, Diksha and other (coughs) things, crossing the rules, etc. And he was given sannyas along with 11 others, uh, 12 people. And one of the names given to him was Bhaskareśwarānanda. You became Baswar Ananda. there are uh, twelve Shiva temples in uh, Buneshva, so all the twelve people were given uh, particular names of twelve Shivas and how um, Baskarhan came became as a Basva the name was given to him there. so during his stay. In Bhuneshwar, uh, he used to give classes to the brahmacharis, etc., on the yogas, the Yoga, Karma Yoga, etc., and they were so very uh, liked by the recipients or the uh, students there, and sometimes... Mahapus Maharaj himself attended some of classes. That was his capacity and that is what proved by the action reactions or interactions between uh and Shivananda Maharaj. And then a time came uh, for him <coughs> to be sent transfer uh, to be sent on transfer to had some uh, centers, the trustees that time decided that he will be sent to Rajkot, take the post of the pontiff there. Uh, then at that time, uh, Bhaskar Svanandji, Pradesh Maharaj, he went to Mahapurush Maharaj to take his blessings before he proceeded to uh, Rajkot. Then when he Told Mahapush Maharaj that Maharaj, I have been asked to go to Rajkot. Please bless me so that I will be successful there. Shivanaji Maharaj became serious, invo- indrawn. What? Are you going to Rajkot? No, 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 no. I have tipped you to Nagpur, who told you, you are going to Nagpur? Na- Maharaj, trustees have decided this thing, pass a resolution. Maharaj, what do they know? <laughs> Let the another resolution passed, scratching the first one and <laughs> re-resolving, resolving, he says, you will go to Nagpur. And with that, he said, Gurlaku, everything is made ready there. Field is prepared for you. I see with my eye, future eye. I have got that vision. You, are doing, you will be doing much good work there. I know that, I'm sure, and it is for you to do that thing. This was the blessing uh, the departing blessing to Swami Bhaskareswarananda. And this blessing and this thought or this confidence Expressed for him by shivananda Maharaj, he struck to take his t- last breath, and I had by I had a great fortune of uh, doing some personal service to him, uh, almost for more than thirty years. You can say I had to do all his personal work, other works also. I was, as a matter of fact. I was a jack of all trades <laughs> in the beginning. And uh, every work, no work was left um, undone to me, right from gardening, cooking, uh, dishwashing. All these things uh, had gone through. Even doing his personal seva, cooking, serving, even giving bath at in later years when he could not take, uh, take bath himself. So, such things I was to do. Later on, slowly, 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 but he was very much particular about holding the scriptural classes, Upanishads and all those things Maharaj told, all these things. So, he was very, very particular. He could not miss the class, uh, the giving class. In the later years, he, uh, uh, his sight became very weak. That time he used to be big lights, most luminous lights, and he used to study this thing, like this. He used to take, he had a glass of this type size, but it he was heavy. This is one light now, I was showing this. Part. That glass which he used, that glass is with me even now, actually. <laughs> I sometimes use it and keep it, that's all right. So, he used to see like this and read, and those very things, you are reading that thing uh, at evening, uh, night time, early morning. two, three times you used to sit for meditation and immersed in that meditation. The thoughts of that meditation was the thoughts or uh, truths revealed in the Upanishads. He used to feel himself. He used to realize those things. And when we gave the class, etc., it was so forcible, force, with such a great force as if we used to feel that something entering in our our hearts, in our mind, has an electric shock. So, because it was not that intellectualism or the scholarship that entered our heart, but the realization themselves. You feel this difference, this is, this thing is brought by character, character building, what Swami was, he was very much particular about. We sadhus and nujaisis should become that thing. Should try to understand it, not for becoming a scholar, or a big writer on philosophy, but they should become mystics or realized souls, so that their life should be changed. Unless only this background is there, unless this foundation is there, it is very, it is not, it is very very difficult to have. Our monastic life really molded and gave success in that, in that thing. One incident... Oh right, how much time I have ordered?
0: Boy, oh, I ordered?
1: Go Already I... You are, are
0: holding the audience as long as you can. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> Please. <laughs> but anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one or two incidents I will try to I say the uh, in uh, uh, yesterday and today morning also I was reading a newly published book by Swami Suhanji translated and edited the story of mashmara's memoirs memoirs he was telling, so in that uh, uh, one or two things are mentioned. His Mahapushpa's love towards the sadhus and inmates, matters etc. Coming to him, and so particularly knowing what is what the choice of this man, what the choice of that man, he has, well, he has narrated uh, some particular Vishudhanand Swami's stories. Uh, what he used to like, and the Swami used to, what was his uh, choice food etc. So, uh, Bhaskarasandha Swami also uh, went to Mahapurush after coming to Nagpur occasionally for some work or other and he used to visit. Yes, uh, Mahapurush knew that Sathya Swami is coming there and uh, in Nagpur, a dry place, uh, what will he eat, anything there? As a matter of fact, in our During our early days, we did not have anything called breakfast. They also did not have so much of things or anything, isn't it? And all the inmates had only two meals, lunch and dinner, in between, nothing of this sort. This was the uh, tapasya, or the, the, the Anyway, tapasya, I think you follow the word, what is tapasya, mm-hmm. going through so many hours, mm-hmm. etc. But with all these things, so when Askarishwan Swamiji went to headquarters for, for some work or the other, Mahapushmara used to send his food, whatever he used to take, his food, he used to send for him. And thus, he got There in Nagpo, Perhaps he is not getting curries, etc. Hardly he will getting rice and dal only, nothing of his So, poor man, he has come here, social so, strain, etc. So, uh, he very carefully, very lovingly used to send that thing. And uh, Mahapurashamala also, in those days, a special curry was prepared without taste, color, <laughs> or anything. That used to be called Mahapurashar jhol. You know this (laughs) Maharaj. That word was very popular. When something tasteless for a patient is given, that is called (laughs) Mahāpūrshya chāla. Those were the days at headquarters also, and so many branch also, this was the thing he was. was So (laughs) (laughs) so this was the condition at that time. But as I told you, he was never... Absent from giving classes, etc. And uh, the classes were so uh, saturated with immense strength and power that they used to make our lives thrill hearing this thing. Throughout the day, the, he used to give two classes every day one morning and another afternoon. This thing. And during the remaining hours, before coming to Morning class. Nights he meditated, read the portions himself, and under, uh, underlined the important portions. And with that thing, he used to come and sit. And with this preparation, when he used to give the classes, that must be there was a thrill that is to give us a great inner peace and joy. Understanding We used to become, we become indrawn more and more. Go deeper, deeper into the truths of life. This is what we got from him. This study for the shastras, etc. Used to uh, quote all these things. or the texts were taken uh, for discussion, etc. Used to quote also. And uh, you know, uh, there is about uh, Patwaknisha. Once. Mahapurish also has uh, sometimes uh, he asked one person have you read this thing, have you read that thing, etc. and Kathopanisha, uh, the story it comes The explaining about the highest reality, there is uh, a mantra which reads: Natatra suryo bhati Na Chandra Tarakam, Nema Vitto Bhanti, Kutoyamagnu, Tamayo Bhantam Anubhati Sarvam, Tasya Bhasa Saromidam Vivati." You know the uh, about the. Highest truth, that is Ananda is um, seen, uh, 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 pronounced. Swami Vekanda, he was that thing. And the story also, this stroke also is very... Tasyabhasa. Na Tatra Suryavati. In that realm of our human uh, consciousness, in that stage of our human consciousness, there is no sun, as we saw here. Na Tatra Suryavati. Na Chandra Thayakam. Neither the moon nor the stars, they, had, they shine. Nema huh? vidyato uh, even the lightning, without that thing, he cannot uh, 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 shudder. And kutoyamagni, what to speak about this ordinary fire? So that is the uh, ultimate reality like thing. Tamayo bhantam sarvam, he shining, everything shines. We said, I am shining by my own intellect, this is shining by this light. The whole world is shining by the sun. No, not that. Tamayo bhāntam anubhāti sarvam. She shining, He existing, everything exists. That is the sum and substance. The whole reality is that one which is luminous. Satchit Ānanda, that is reality. That is the reality of the whole universe and that is the reality of your own self also. Try so to realize this. What is that? Aham Rammasmi. Then this thing is taught and the teacher teaches the people Tattvamasi. Asi. You are that reality. But the taught or the people cannot understand first hand slowly, 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 when taught these things again and again through different sources, different methods, different analogies, then slowly, 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 he understands, he realizes that thing. Then he says, Aham Brahmasmi, I am that reality. When this is taught, the teacher teaches the, about the highest truth and when he, the, those relations of the Guru, And that relation of the shishya become one, then Guru is satisfied. Then pupil, or the taught, he realizes that thing. He says, "Aham Brahmasmi." The same truth which teacher taught, the same truth the pupil receives and realizes that thing. Then this becomes in individual cases. Then is it not? Is it ultimate? No. Brahmasmi, these are two effects. That is one one. With this vision, this absolute or transcendental vision, he should change this vision of looking at the world. Suppose I am, am Brahma Brahmasmi, but can you see this thing? This vision, your if your vision is changed like this, you should Brahman everywhere. You should say Brahman. Brahman, this is Brahman, this is Brahman, that is Brahman, this is this Brahman is there. That is all. the third one is Sarvam Karuidam Brahman. That relationship everywhere he sees Brahman, Brahman Brahman, that is the reality itself. Aham Brahma, asi, Aham Brahma asmi, Sarvam Karuidam Brahma. That's all right. But what the Sarvam Karuidam Brahma means whatever you see here? There are things which you are not seeing. Importantly, there is one most transcendental reality that which is making you feel real. That itself, above all, this is Pradyanam brahma. That reality, that reality, when it comes in you, your whole perspective of everything has changed. There is a beautiful story about Maharaj Recorded by Swami Shri. Once, uh, Mahapurush Maharaj was sitting in his room and a white cat entered in his room and one devotee who recorded this thing, he was and Mahapurush Maharaj only two were there. So when the cat came and said, the Mahapurush Maharaj made in salutations. Like this. So, I mean, other people, during Durga puja and other things, people used to come. Even small children, small babies, girls, etc. to come. To them, he used to make pranam, these things. Then Maharaj, the so, Swamiji, most probably avyananda the first, in the book you have, Avivyanandas?
0: Akka?
1: Okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to anyway, I make the mystery Just of the name. No problem, yeah. <laughs> so, <coughs> he used to make pranams to him. And when that Swami, so the disciple asked him, Maharaj, what are you doing this thing? What are these things? Thakur has given me like this, he has kept me like this, so I cannot but help. I am seeing Brahman everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Sarvam, that was his vision, that was his teaching. And now coming to the last thing, I say, in the last stages of, uh, last years of uh, Swami Bhaskare Svarnanda, he used to, he was very short of memory. He did not uh, remember many of these slokas, especially, this shloka, what I just want to suryo etc., he used to very much he used to remember. Actually, he was feeling all the things that time. In his bed, at night, odd hours, you, you try to remember. Somehow you could not uh, remember the shloka, etc. Shloka, this, uh, clearly, he used to get me. I, I used to sleep in last day just by his side on the floor, and he was put on the cot. So he used to, some sound he used to make. I was not very uh, deep sleeper. So with slight sound, I used to get up and ask him, Maharaj, what is this, Why, what do you want? He said, what is that uh, verse he uh, said in the Upanishad?" He could not read it. I used to recite this shloka from him, Bhati. This also, as far as I understood, was his realization. And with the realization, this thing, last days, that was the uh, birthday of Swami Turiyananda Maharaj, that early morning, he passed away inside. This is the life, this is the thing which I experienced, and I have been, I don't know how much I have been able to say.
0: Before he closes, I have got one point. I met this Swami, Bhashkaras Parangaji, to whom all of them are so devoted. I passed in Nagpur in 1961. And this Swami was still alive yeah, after some time he passed away. I have heard stories that he was sent by Mahaprasmats to work there. After some time, he made a plan of the centre and went and showed to Mahaprasmats. Mahaprasmats said, no, this not the plan. I have seen something more. And after twenty-five years, then they began to come, building after building. And, but he had a vision. Mahabharata was claimed that he had a vision to something different, not this simple thing. That type of feelings, varieties of experience also he had. Myself, I talked to him. I was enthusiastic at that time, very young also. And he already had about fifteen monks. Well, Maharaj, you can spread them out in Maharashtra and <laughs> start many centers. I said, no, no, they had Decide. I am only preparing the boys. How do we utilize the headquarters? Decide. Of course, we had philosophical other discussions with him. I am very happy that you could share the thoughts about him. I remember when Bhushan was visiting Berkeley area. When I was there, at that time, Pashkar Swami died, and he was left giving a talk in San Jose. So, that day, we devoted to St. Bhaskaramanga. You I am very happy that Swami could share many of the thoughts with some other thoughts than he now we can do that.
2: Go up project. You see,
1: I'm me. Mm-hmm. No, you just introduce them.
0: Swami so, is mean, the head of the Puna center, but recently another place where Sri Vivekananda went and stayed, that was in Goa, and that center has been put under him. So you will take a few minutes to talk about it, and of course, we'll seek your help.
1: Uh, I have been... Uh connected with new center for last more than 10 years. There were devotees who wanted to have some center at their place at Goa. Uh, Swami present president of the order Swami Gwainan Maharaj especially took him to Goa from Pune and uh, uh, introduced the devotees there and they had expressed a desire that he should come and uh, that day it was a very holy day, pious holy day, auspicious day and uh, at his hands a shrine, etc. was consecrated about uh, now it is 11 years old now. So since then there were uh, asking for affiliation to our main uh, Ramakrishna Merchandran organization. So, we had, uh, they had made applications, etc. Then they said, unless and until a sufficient big piece of land is there, and sufficient funds are there, we cannot get affiliation. So, there are so many centers waiting. For years together, they are waiting. So, it will be difficult for me to continue, for us to continue for this thing. Uh, by uh, Thakur's grace, recently a piece of land measuring about uh, eight and a half acres of land, you see the pictures in here, the uh, which is surrounded on three sides by good river origin land, good some plantation is there, and some work also has started in renovating some of the old buildings and making it possible for at least eight to ten monastics to stay over there with all facilities of bath, etc, even cooking,. Etc. So uh, this thing is coming over, with is future plans etc., are given in the appeal. Anybody interested in that thing, collect them from here and try to extend your contribution, whatever is possible. This is my
0: opinion. Give it at the gate here. Yeah. The Goa is just from Bombay, those who have right
1: And it is nearer, the,
0: and nearer
1: also from Pune, access is there, both by flight, train, or by road. Pune, Bombay, all, the, all these cities are uh, connected with
0: God. Now I shall request from Sargatavāntu
2: to give a vote of thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Omātmāttaṅgirīyā matīhi saḥacarā prānā sarīraṁ grihaṁ Pūyāti viṣayupu bhūguracana nidrā padaya pradakshina vidhi stotrāni sarvāgiro Yad, yad karma karumitattadathilam shambhutabhu aradhanam O Lord, may feel that you are the soul of our souls. It is your energy which is functioning as our mind and intelligence. May our bodies be your abode. May all our enjoyments be an offering unto you. May our powers and desires be the companions of your will and our lives, the instruments of your purpose. May our every word be a hymn to you, our every act, your adoration, our every step, a pilgrimage to your shrine. And may we realize, O Lord, that all we see are lighted by the light, that the universe and all its beings are verily your self. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace.